Thanks for listening to our message from our Sunday service. Here at Highlands Church, we believe in equipping you to have a life full of purpose, just like you were designed to. We hope this message will inspire, build, and help you for life in your faith journey towards Jesus. We can't wait for you to join us next weekend. But for now, please enjoy this message from us. Welcome to Highlands Church Online. It's a new year and it's an exciting opportunity with a lot of new things that are all ahead of us. I know some stuff carries over from previous times, but it's a really good chance for us to start again, refocus, refresh and move forward in a new direction uh, if that's what's needed. And so that's why we do this series called Fresh Air. It's a good, exciting time uh, where we draw closer to God and get a vision for what He's got for our year, for our life, for our families, community, our church. And so we encourage you to Join in with us as we pray together or as we're fasting to move closer to God as well. I want to talk to you a little bit about this this morning. Though I want to start with a verse in John 15, verse 5. It's a great one. It says, I am the vine. This is Jesus talking. I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, this reminds me of a story of years ago when I was trying to mow my lawn Got the lawnmower out and uh, primed it. You know, most people, it's, it has a little sign on it saying press three times. And of course, very few people in the world only press it three times. You just pump it a bunch of times. And then I let rip uh, and and died again. I kept doing this, kept doing this. My son at the time, he was about 18 months old. He was cracking up laughing because I'm getting so frustrated at this thing. I'm checking spark plugs, I'm checking blades, I'm checking to see what might be going on, the cord is pulling the right things or not, and he's cracking up laughing, I'm about to throw the mower over the fence, I'm getting angry and frustrated, and then my wife suggests at the back door, have you checked if it's got fuel in it? I go, of course it's got fuel in it, I'm not an idiot, I've checked these kinds of, I would know if it doesn't have fuel in it. Anyway, when she walked inside, I checked the fuel tank and it was dry as a bone, there was no fuel in it at all. But trying to live our life that we were created to live without God is kind of like me trying to start the mower without fuel in it. We are missing the very thing that we need to live the way that we need and should and can live without having the the thing in our life that sustains us and takes us to another level and helps us to operate and, and all sorts of things, operate the way that we were created to operate. We're just trying to trying to run on empty. We're trying to run on things that we were never made to run on. See, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, 17 says, For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. See, we were designed to do everything with God's presence. But some of us are trying to gain freedom through other means, trying to bring freedom and purpose and fulfillment through ways that only God can. See, some of us, we look for acceptance from others. But it only leaves us craving more, doesn't it? We try to earn more money or that'll help me be financially free, but, but we can have a lot of money and still be, still be very poor, still have a very scarce mindset. Perhaps possessions or, you know, more relationships, maybe sex will fulfill something of, of pleasure or something, whatever it might be, more friends, more whatever it is. And we think that that might fix something in us. It might fulfill us, it might make us feel better. Uh, and that's the, the thing that's missing in my life. But the real key is that we were never designed to be sustained by any of those things, that it doesn't fulfill us, 
Those might be all fine things to have in, in the right context in the way God designed those things, but, but the thing that we run off as, as people, as children of God, is His very presence. But it's really hard to accomplish anything when you are not running on the fuel that you were created to run on. So it's hard to build good relationships when you are emotionally empty. It's hard to work well when you are starved of vision or purpose in your own life as well. See, without the right thing filling you, you won't get the right outcomes that you want or that you were even created to get. Without God filling you, we'll never get the promises that He's given to us already. See, we need the Holy Spirit or, this is what I've learned, that we will always be a substandard version of ourselves. See, we are eternal beings and the temporary can never satisfy us for long enough. See, Jesus taught a lot that we will face uh, tough problems, that we will face temptations, we will face these things that we can't overcome if we are empty from God, that we won't be able to gain or find this kind of fulfillment if we are trying to run on other things. Uh, this is why we need to come back to Him. The times that we find uh, one of these key lessons from is, is in uh, Matthew 17, and it's when a boy is possessed and Jesus comes uh, to help him. It's in verse 14, it says, A man approached Jesus and knelt before him, saying, Lord, have mercy on my son. He said, He has seizures and is suffering greatly. Often he falls into the fire or into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. He's like, Here's what Jesus is saying from here on. He's like, Let me tell you why this wasn't working, disciples. He said, You unbelieving and perverse generation. Oh, that's harsh, isn't it? He says, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of the boy and he was healed at that moment. Now, it sounds really harsh and I think that it was there to make effect. But let me take some of that harshness off and explain kind of what he's talking about here as well. See, an unbeliever is someone who is attempting to do something on their own, attempting to do something apart from God uh, and really in their own strength or out of their own resources because you just don't believe that God can help, so you take it into your hands or into something else's hands. Essentially what he's saying is you're not connected enough to God. You're unbelieving, you're not connected enough to God. But that wasn't the only thing, is you're perverse as well. Or in other words, you are too connected to the world. You're too connected to other sources. Now, I don't know about you, but sadly that describes me a lot of the time that I am not connected to God enough and in the same, same time, I am very connected to other things that I I'm put hope in that will make me feel better or uh, satisfy some, some gap in my life or uh, have an expectation of other people or other things to do what only God can do within me. I can drift from passion to passion and from intimacy with God. I can drift out of communication with Him, in and out, depending on how I feel. And I try to replace it by filling myself up with, with busyness or work, TV, resting or laziness, really, or just whatever it is. Try to fill those voids up. When really, the only thing that will sustain me and help me get back on track is the presence of God. See, we can learn this from Proverbs 27, verse 7. It says, A person who is full refuses honey. But even bitter food tastes sweet to the hungry. This is saying is that your habits determine what you will fill yourself with. If your habits uh, result in busyness, if they result in you being lethargic or you're exhausted, well, the things that are supposed to be sweet and good for your life, you'll actually find them undesirable. 
It's like if you fill yourself up with KFC all the time, kind of working out doesn't feel very desirable. Eating good things doesn't seem very desirable uh, when you're full of the wrong things. But those who have created room for God will find freedom. Those that have created room and that kind of appetite, that desire for God, you'll find that He always fills what He's given room to fill, that He'll give healing and strength and give purpose and fulfillment in a way that only He can. See, Jesus explains the the similar kind of thing as He goes on in verse 21 of that story. And this can also be found in Mark 9, if you look there. Uh, And He says, this is what's kind of required to overcome this kind of obstacle. He says this, some things, like this kind of demon, don't leave without prayer and fasting. Big reason why we're in Fresh Air, this series that we do every January is a time of prayer and a time of fasting. So, he says they don't leave here without connecting to God and disconnecting from the world. There are some things in your life that, that won't budge without connecting to God a bit more and disconnecting from things of this world, some of those other bad habits some of the things that are filling your life, some of those things that are taking away from who God created you to be. See, there's some things that just won't budge, they won't heal, that that it won't move, that you won't find fulfillment. You're going to be looking at it in all these other areas, but really you won't find it unless you reconnect to God a bit more and disconnect from those other things. So some things like these demons, some things are just not budging without disconnecting old habits and reconnecting with Jesus. And I have a feeling that some people might be waiting today for an answer to prayer, that maybe you're getting frustrated or you're just wondering, why hasn't this happened? Why have I lost the mojo? The passion's gone. I used to love all these things all the time, but now it's just so difficult. I'm waiting for a miracle. I want the feeling again. And I just feel that I might have to tell you that perhaps God is pouring it out. You've just got the funnel blocked. You've filled it up with so many things. As I said, the you're so full of other things that there's even the good stuff from God, you've just got no time for. It's difficult, the heart's not in it, perhaps. It's worth us having a look at, but I just really believe it's time to kill some of the habits. At the start of the year, we always have New Year's resolutions, and maybe that's one of them, is looking at the things that I am way too connected for. I'm going to fast that, and probably best that I don't pick that back up. It's not just a two-week thing, a 21-day thing, a 40-whatever it is, a five-day thing. I, I want that to be for everything. I need to let go. You know, that stuff I'm feeding myself on TV isn't helpful. The stuff that I'm doing on the internet, the, you know, the people, the, the amount of time, the laziness, the busyness, the chaos. Maybe I just need to surrender those things and then start to pick up more godliness, more of Him, more prayer, more times in His presence. I'm going to connect more at church and say yes to some things and step out in faith again. Perhaps we're waiting for this direction, this help, this fulfillment, but it's some things that are leading us astray and blocking what God has for us. See, I think the start of the year is a great time to decide, you know, I'm going to do things God's way. I want to try a bit better. When it comes to my relationships, my work, school, family, whatever it might be. I want to do things God's way because I know this, where He is, there I'll find freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I know if I can get my heart right and my soul uh, in a healthy place, when I'm connected with Him, I'm going to be so fruitful, just like we read in John, the first verse, when I'm connected with Jesus, there I'm fruitful. But apart from Him, I can't do anything that's worthwhile doing. 
So I want to make the decision here and now, the start of the year, that I want to connect to God again and disconnect from some things that are just of the world, things that are filling me up and taking me off in a different direction. See, in Hebrews, Hebrews 12, uh, 1b to, to 2, this is what the author writes. He says, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. Let's disconnect from these weights that are slowing us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And we all have it. You're all thinking about it, hoping I don't mention it and call you out. We all have it. He said, let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. And we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and then perfects our faith. See, God is in the business of filling what we give Him to fill. It's why we constantly talk about, uh, and, and it's why we constantly talk about and we see miracle after miracle and favor and blessing and what God constantly does through fasting and prayer and tithing and serving and all these different things is because it's, it's a step of faith that's creating room for God to move. It's, it's identifying the things that are weighing us down and going, you know what, I'm tired of that. I'm not, I don't want to go down that track anymore. I know there's a sin that I need to control. I need to identify. I need to confess. I need to ask someone to help. Keep me accountable for those things because I want to, to strip off the weight that is slowing me down, whether it's the sin, the habit, the mindset, the whatever it is, I want to strip it off so I might be able to create room for God to fill my life with things that only He can do again. I want to have the feeling again. I want to have the passion again. I want to get back to that place or maybe experience it for the first time. The, the purpose that God can bring, the favor that God has on our life to see us be a blessed people and experience Him as a blessing of a God because that is who He is. He always feels what we give Him to fill. So I pray that you give Him your life to fill, that it's not just little segments here and there that you let Him interject Himself in, but to say, Lord, Come into my life. Any area, every area, I want it to be touched by God. I want it to be better. In my marriage, I want to be better than what I can do by myself. That's what my wife deserves. For my kids, I need to be a father better than what I can do in my own power. I want the Holy Spirit to help me father better, to be a better pastor and a better friend and all these types of areas in my life. I'm not going to keep any of them away. I don't want to. I know I've still got a little bit of opening to do, I'm sure, like we all do. But I want to be someone who says, God, come into my life and fill all of it. Because where you are, I'll be fruitful. Where you are, God, I'll find freedom. I'll find purpose. I will find fulfillment. And I'll be able to make a bigger difference in this world. And that's what I hope you are making that decision as well for this year. And this is the, going to be a different year. I'm not going to do the same things as I did last year. I'm disconnecting. and I'm reconnecting back to Jesus. If you want to make that decision just like I am, I want to encourage you. Why don't you tell God about it? Why don't you ask Him to come back into your life? Come into my life, Lord, as I uh, try to empty it and help me empty it from all these things that are taking me astray and filling me up with the wrong kind of fuel that I might be able to connect back to you and see the life that you have for me. Why don't you say that prayer right now? Let me pray for you as well, church. Father, I thank you that you have a plan for all of us, that there's a purpose. Lord, and that you are, you are more willing to give than, than we understand, more willing than we are to ask to receive, Lord. Lord, I pray that this is a different year to past years for everyone. Lord, that we are growing and we are going further. That, Lord, 
help us identify those things that we should strip off and disconnect from, that we might be able to reconnect with you. Because there's some things in our life that just aren't going to budge without more of your presence, more of your power, more faith in you, Lord. And I just pray that this is the year of overcoming for us as a church, a year of breakthrough for the people that are watching, that we're going to see the, your hand move in our life and we're going to see more miracles and blessing and favor than we have seen ever before because we are chasing you with our whole hearts, our whole life, with so much faith. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Great. Well, thanks, Doug. Fantastic message to start our new year off, 2021. Um, it, it's, it's a classic thing, isn't it? It's, it's New Year's resolutions, it's gym memberships, it's yeah. healthy diets, fasting, all the different things to start our year different. This year's the different one. This year, there won't be a pandemic. Maybe. Who knows? But... What, what do we do to actually make this year different? Because yeah. we've tried it before and it hasn't worked. Yeah. So this year, what can we do? Yeah, I, th- I think every year is going to look essentially the same. Things in our control, pandemics aside and whatnot. But every year is going to look exactly the same unless, until something changes, yeah. which isn't the deepest thing in the world. But it seems to be every year people get to the end of the year and it's like, oh, I can't wait for this year to end. But why? You wanted last year to end because that year was going to be your year. Uh, and I think a lot of people got to this one as well, hoping it's going to end and maybe it's pandemic related. But I think a lot of things were still in our control um, and that we just, maybe we didn't make the right choices or didn't have the right mindset or we wrote it off because of circumstances yeah. we couldn't control. And so I think that what's going to make next year different is that we take control of the things we can control and change the things that need changing or it's going to look just like last year. Yeah, right. Like if we're talking physical stuff, New Year's resolutions, gym and eating and all those kinds of things. Well, if you have the same eating habits that you had last year, it's going to end up the same that last year you ended up. Uh, And same spiritually. If we have the same spiritual patterns and habits that we had last year, well, this year is probably spiritually going to feel and look a lot the same. And so we need to be willing to disconnect from some stuff and reconnect to new Mm -hmm. things. And talking about our spiritual health and how our relationship with God is going, I think that we need to be willing to be honest with ourselves and go, here is, here is some sin or a vice, something I'm struggling with, that it, this is the year it stops. Yeah. I'm going to tell people about it. I'm going to get them to help me. I'm going to commit myself to praying for it. Or it it's going to end. But I'm not just going to stop for stopping's sake. I'm going to reintroduce something yeah. that doesn't just disconnect me, this is why New Year's resolutions don't work, I reckon. We just try to stop things or start things, but we need to change things yeah. more than, more than mm. anything. And so get rid of one thing and go, I'm going to reconnect with God. I'm going to create a prayer habit that's going to end my sin habit. Yeah, I'm going to create a serving habit that's going to get rid of my selfishness mm. habit or whatever it is. So I think for this year to be different to previous years, uh, we're going to have to be willing to be different yeah. and change some stuff, but be honest and, and real and go... Mm. Yeah, it's good. Bring some help in. Yeah, good idea. Mm. Awesome, Doug. That's, that's great advice. And hey, if you want to make that decision, start your year fresh. We're doing fresh air currently. It's not just a preaching series. It's a, it's a decision. It's a decision to start your year fresh with God. So we've got a heap of resources you can look at online. Uh, we're starting a 14-day fast, 14-day prayers and fasting together on the 10th of January. So start praying, start thinking. You can do it from wherever you're from, even if you're just watching online. Uh, it's a great decision to start your year off. Trust me, you will benefit from it. I'd encourage you to do it. But Doug, thanks so much for speaking right. today. And everyone, have a great week. We'll see you in person on Sundays. We'd love to meet you. Other than that, have a great week. Thank you again for being with us. 
We hope you feel encouraged to take these words with you to live your best life. For more resources and to connect with us, find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and our website as Highlands Church.